going on. We don't have that much time to go, as you heard in our first hour, between now and the first in the nation votes for the White House, if you will. The presidential primary here in New Hampshire. We're going to get a check-in now from our own Paul Steinhauser, who reports and writes nationally for Fox News, and for us as well, locally here. Good morning, Hampshire. The Pulse of Nature. Happy 2024, Steiny. Same to you, Jack. And I've been following this race for the White House basically since the last one was over back in 2020. And here we are now. It's finally the first vote just about here. Crunch time. As you mentioned, we got three weeks from today, the New Hampshire primary. And even before that, 13 days away from the Iowa caucuses. They go first. And that's where Ron DeSantis will be this week. Nikki Haley will be out there later this week. But Nikki Haley starts her week right here in New Hampshire. First event tonight at the Wentworth Golf Course uh, Country Club in Newcastle. She's got events all day tomorrow. And then uh, we have Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, back in the state as well Wednesday and Thursday. So this is it, the final stretch. I guess one question on a lot of people's minds was the controversy that Nikki Haley stepped in over the holidays, over the Civil War and slavery. Is that going to stick? Or since it happened over the holidays when a lot of people are really not tuned into news, will it, will it kind of pass by most people. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Well, Paul, one thing I've been hearing, because, of course, Nikki Haley's first interview since that town hall in Berlin was last uh, week mm-hmm. on my show. Good morning, New Hampshire. I guess my point is these town halls that she's been having, like night after night, day after day, the one tonight you mentioned is at the Wentworth-by-the-Sea Country Club, technically in Rye, on the way to the hotel there. But these have, I'm, I'm talking to people, and you cover these these have been packed. I mean, um, more people show up than can get in. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, that's what I'm seeing, because I'm going to a lot of these as I cover them for Fox News and for the Concord Monitor. Um, I, I think the first time I really noticed the crowds getting bigger was back in Derry at the Opera House. What was that? I guess in November. Uh, you know, listen, she's been on the new Nikki Haley was one of the first to get in other than Donald Trump. She launched her campaign just back in early February. But it really wasn't until the autumn, till after Labor Day, till those debate performances, where she really started to grab momentum, and the crowds have been growing here in New Hampshire. That's for sure. But let's also be, be clear about this. Donald Trump remains the front runner in the polls in New Hampshire, though it's tightened, and he's the overwhelming front runner in Iowa and in the national polls. So that's where things stay, start in 2024. We'll see if things end that way, but we've got a long way to go. Two things that I know you will notice on radar, given your history, Paul Steinhauser for Fox Nationally and us here, um, that is a um, couple of realities that I've always sensed in the final days or week, you know, days or hours of these primaries. One is what candidate is drawing new people to his or her events? For example, in 2016 and 2020, in 2020, you were hearing a lot of buzz about Pete Buttigieg, for example, at his events. Or in 2016, Bernie Sanders was packing the House and so was Trump. So I always look at what candidate has the buzz? What candidate is getting new people who are out shopping, showing up at the events? Because sometimes when you look at Hillary Clinton in 2016 or Joe Biden this last time around, those were like political planned events. People were invited. There was no energy there. And right now on the Democrat side, Joe Biden, the right-in effort, all you see here and there are right-in Joe Biden. He's not here. He's not running here. So where's the energy go? And that's sort of what I'm watching among independents. Where are people kind of going? Where are they flocking to? That's a great point. And right now, at least up until the last week, the energy sure seemed to be with Nikki Haley when it comes to the Republican primary. Uh, And I've bumped into a lot of independent voters 
uh, at her event. It, let's see what happens with this whole. I got a lot of coverage, and boy, boy, Jack, your interview with Nikki Haley last week got a ton of national attention as well. Let's see if that resonates, if that hurts her at all going forward, or if it was just a a, a short little bump on uh, on the road. We will find out soon enough. Three weeks from today. Thank you, Paul. Have a great one, Jack. I'm going to switch now and transition. He's been on the show when Josh McKelvin was in once for me uh, during the uh, break there I took a few weeks ago. Robert Schwartz is the co-founder of Primary Power. It's not a utility. It's actually an effort to get, I guess, undeclared voters out to vote in the primary. And, of course, you remember there were certain dates where if you were, for example, in the past elections not a declared Republican, you had a chance to declare even as as an independent to vote in the Republican primary. Some of that you had to do, but... There's a lot of movement, and in the last few weeks of a primary, a lot of people, since the Democrat primary really is not happening, to the most part, with an incumbent president who's basically ignoring New Hampshire, not even on the ballot here, it's really a Republican show. And some would say, as Paul Steinhauser said, probably still Donald Trump's to lose, but Robert Schwartz joining us, primary power. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about your effort. What's what, what? What the? Did I describe it correctly? What's the mission? What's the goal? And what are you sensing here? Yeah. So we run Primary Power, a nonprofit, and also Primary Pivot, a PAC. Uh, and both organizations are focused on getting as many undeclared voters as possible to show up in the primaries, uh, in particular the Republican primary, to vote against. Uh, Donald Trump. We are focused primarily on the 130,000 undeclared voters that voted in the 2020 Democratic primary. Uh, and we're really um, excited about what we're hearing and what we're seeing. When we started our organization, Ron DeSantis was the number two candidate and Nikki Haley was polling around 2%. Uh, we have now New Hampshire voters with a reasonable option uh, in Nikki Haley, who is closing in on the polls uh, and generating a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, so, so we're excited. We think uh, New Hampshire loves an underdog, and we think uh, Nikki Haley has an opportunity to really uh, shock the nation. And. What's your, I guess, what are you doing to reach those 130,000 or so voters? Yeah, so we're we're planning to spend over uh, $600,000 over the next few weeks on uh, on three rounds of mailers, five rounds of text messages. We're going to do digital media. We're going to do earned media. We're also going to be out there in New Hampshire. I'm at the airport right now coming back. We're going to do an event on January 6th. Uh, at the State House, we're going to have Joe Manchin in town talking to moderate voters on January 12th. We're supporting the college, New England College Convention on the 7th to 9th, and we're going to be helping with the Martin Luther King Day event uh, on the 15th. We just aim to be um, as engaged as possible with, with New Hampshire voters, uh, so uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll be hearing our message. Now, you said, I think, in the beginning that it's kind of a, well, not kind of a, it's an attempt uh, really to, you know, to not see Donald Trump do well here. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump has a lot of enthusiasm. He has a lot of committed voters. We 
think based on past elections, he's going to get his 100 to 130,000 votes in New Hampshire. So the only way he's going to lose is if, you know, you have record turnout from, uh, from, you know, reasonable Republicans and from undeclared voters. And if that number goes up to, you know, approaching 300,000 voters, uh, then there's a scenario where somebody like a Nikki Haley can get very close to him or even potentially surpass him with a high turnout. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Robert Schwartz, I guess, co-founder of Primary Power. If people want to learn more, Robert, what's the best way? Yeah, so they can go to uh, www.primary-power.org or for our super PAC, www.primarypivot.org. All right. I appreciate it, Robert. Thank you. Make it a good Tuesday. All right. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. Before we do, though, a couple programming notes. Wednesday, January 17th, not far away, of course, a couple weeks, we do our My Town Hall on the road in Concord, live at the Capital Center for the Arts, Bank of New Hampshire stage, beautiful, beautiful facility. Wow. We did our Veterans Town Hall, this one, our Town Hall Live, three-hour focus, nine to noon. We will have a great business reception in the morning before, about eight o'clock. Seats are limited, but available and free to you as a listener. You can get there. Please do. We're going 9 to noon, the state of addiction and mental health right here at home. And great partners and sponsors, including Granite Recovery Centers, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield in New Hampshire, and some of the great uh, county or community mental health centers. We're going to really raise awareness, talk head-on about the problem. The DEA will be there. Folks on the mental health side, anxiety, depression is the number one health issue affecting more of us than anything else combined by far. The number one issue affecting more families and people of all ages. The state of addiction to mental health right here at home. If you're a listener, please come. A Wednesday, January 17th, Capital Center for the Arts in Concord, Bank of New Hampshire stage. And right around the corner, Tuesday, January 23rd, New Hampshire votes first. Despite what the DNC wants, New Hampshire votes first, and they will. You will. A lot of you will. We'll be broadcasting live that morning, 9 at noon. Good morning, New Hampshire. The Pulse of NH at the West Wing. St. Anselm College Institute of Politics in Manchester. And, of course, that evening we'll have the best panel of political all-stars and analysts as the results start to come in. We'll tell you who did what, what it means going forward out of New Hampshire, because what New Hampshire does in that primary vote, what New Hampshire does could impact the ultimate direction, whether Joe Biden's the nominee again for the Democrats or something happens in terms of the, you know, between now and the convention on something else, if Biden's unpopularity or uh, his lack of, you know, his numbers, basically. Or does Donald Trump win Iowa, win New Hampshire, and roll out of the nomination or get tripped up? It all could happen here. Although West Wing, Institute of Politics, uh, St. Anselm College, join us Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday evening, as the results come in, we'll go live on our network of news talk stations that night on the Pulse of an H from St. Anselm, West Wing, as the results come in. Hey, Google. Hey, Alexa. Play the Pulse of an H. Come back. Aaron Real, NBC News Radio National Correspondent. The job market. What does it look like for 2024? Back in a moment. Good morning, New Hampshire. Powered by Sig Sauer. Now, back to Jack Heath on the Pulse of New Hampshire. You know, we uh, we have great sponsors here, including Auto Fair of our state police segment. And that will be Thursday morning in the new year. It continues and rolls on. But also, Auto Fair Nissan Astratum. I know that area well, and, of course, their dealership well. Awesome, uh, auto, uh, awesome place, um, Auto Fair Nissan and Stratum. 
they have a great special going on this primary month in January. We'll just mention Jack and my show and say 500 bucks on top of everything else they're doing to get you a great vehicle, new or used. 500 bucks, 500 bucks off. Just say Jack. Jack, easy, J-A-C-K, easy, easy to remember. I can even do that quickly. I'm not a senior member of Congress in Washington. Just kidding. 500 bucks on a new, new or used vehicle in stock, the uh, Nissan Stratum Auto Fair. 500 bucks. All right. Aaron Real, obviously News Radio National Correspondent, joining us. And Aaron Real, happy 2024. Job picture, job market in 2024. Good morning, Aaron. Hi, how are you? Yes, job market. Happy New Year, Jack. And, uh, you know, happy New Year to the Fed. Probably lowering interest rates because the job market is going to cool. I wanted to frame that in a positive way. And listen, it's not falling off a cliff. We have unemployment that has actually been near record lows for a long time. But we are beginning to see a little bit of a pullback. You know, American workers, the Fed, they have been trying to cool the market without a collapsing. It's what everyone wants, and we're likely to get there. And there are some sectors that are going to be more resilient. Healthcare, social assistance, that's things like childcare, home care aides, social workers, leisure and hospitality in state and local government, not at all on the chopping block. But anything that AI could come for and do, whether it be banking or tech or media, that is more likely to be in peril. Well, elaborate a little bit on the tech and media and just and, and what that means. So essentially, if AI can do the job, they're going to begin to employ that. We don't know exactly where AI is going. They can't do everything right now. But we have seen a lot of tech jobs pull back. And we have seen media pull back on hiring and then restructuring, which has let a lot of people let go. Now, all of that said, a lot of organizations learned the hard way during the pandemic that letting go of employees means you have to rehire after when you need to staff back up. And that is time consuming and very costly. So laying off a tremendous amount of workers is never desirable, and a lot of companies want to avoid doing that, particularly with top performers. But at the same time, the job hiring is likely to slow. They're not looking like they were before. And then that temp hiring, that has been on a downward slope for a year, and temps are really considered a bellwether for the labor market because they're first hired when companies are staffing up and then first fired when the economy sours. And we have been seeing a big slowdown in temps in the past couple months. Aaron Rial, NBC News Radio National Correspondent. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks. Have a good day, Jack.